God is good. Amen. Amen. So, hey, um, so we're doing this four-week series, and usually over summer we kind of do topical, but I just felt in my heart uh, to do this series entitled it Qualified to Run because we're living in the last days. Amen. We're living in the last days, and uh, as last year or in the last few years, we've seen um, that God is actually sifting people because following Christ is not a hobby, it's a commitment. Amen. 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 Following Christ is not like a social club you go to. Following Christ is, is, is a conviction in your heart that you've laid your heart to God and I have decided to follow Jesus and no turning back. Amen. I believe God is looking for a church that will rise and that will be pure. I read this the other day and I, will, I, I was going, oh, do I want to share this or not? But I think um, it's, it's, it's good to share this because, you know, we're looking for a lot of exciting things. But this is what I quote that I read. It says, gift is impressive to people, but it is purity that is pleasing to God. Yeah. Amen. Gift is impressive to people, but it is purity that is pleasing to God. We can do all these kind of lights, action, camera, jump up and down, try to look cool. None of that please God. What really moves God is our faith, our obedience, and our willingness, even in the midst when we don't understand what's happening. And to recognize that I am qualified by God, and God put me in this place. We just sang that song, It Is Well With My Soul. And that song was written in the 18th century by an American lawyer. And he lost his four children and wife in an accident in a ship that died. And he wrote that song and he said, It is well with my soul because, not because he was giving up, he was going, oh, it might as well be well, okay, it's well. No, he wrote that because he's saying, I trust God in the midst of my problems. Hence, it is well with my soul. And so we live in this society and world where it's saying that we are not qualified. We're not good enough. We we don't have what it takes. But in Christ, we are already qualified the day we've given our heart to God. The day you have submitted your heart to God, you have been qualified to run this race, but to run it not alone, but the Holy Spirit is with you. Amen. So you have to believe this, that you are qualified to run the race. Not exhausted, tired, sad, grumpy, but with hope, life, peace, joy, because Christ lives in us. What's attractive about a Christian is not smelling nice, although that is important. So please smell nice. Otherwise your neighbor is suffering. It's not about us smelling nice. I think what, what really pleases Christ is our spirit that is right with God. So as we talk about being qualified, last week I talked about impossible is God's starting point. 
And our scripture is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. The Hebrew writer is saying, look, you're all surrounded by with great cloud of witnesses. People that have gone before us. They have run the race. They have finished the race. And they have been called to glory to be with the Father. But for living for Jesus, it costed them their life. Some of them it costed their life. Some of them it costed their family. Not just people in the Bible. But even if you read the church history, every time there is persecution, the church grew. Only one said, yup. The other one said, hmm. Every time there is a persecution, the church grew. And I believe that God wants us to grow. I'm telling you, the days ahead are not going to be comfortable. The days ahead are not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. But our hope is not in what's happening in the world. Our hope is to be in Jesus. Come on. I'm, 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 I'm praying that we will catch glimpse of eternity. I'm praying that we will be people that will stand firm in the last days, that we will not falter, that we will not shake, that we will not be uh, moved aside or pushed aside, but we will stand strong because we are qualified because of what He has done and He lives in me. And the Word of God says that the same power that rose Christ from dead now lives in you. Amen. 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 Do you realize that you have the same power that I have? Is the same power that raised Christ lives in you. That means now we take authority and walk in the finished work of Christ and in the truth. And nothing is impossible to God. And what is possible to us, God, what is impossible to us is possible with God. God puts us in these places of impossibilities so that we can learn to trust God. Amen. He puts us in these places of impossibilities so that we can turn to Christ and not focus on our circumstances. So that's why I believe we have to run this race because we've been qualified by the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says very clearly that if God is for you or for me, if God is for us, who can be against us? I want to tell you, you have the power to overcome the devil. You have the, the day you've given your heart to God, you have the power to be an overcomer. I've been saying it end of last year, since end of last year, God wants us to be overcomers. Not tired looking, grumpy looking, hopeless Christians, but people that are full of faith, full of hope, full of joy, full of peace. Peace is not putting it on. Peace is an internal peace in the midst of my problems. I know it is well with my soul. Amen. Amen. So this week we are looking at throw it off. 
And we're looking at throw it off because in verse 2 it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us run this race. But he's saying, let us strip away of every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that is so easily, that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Revival ain't going to come if we are not going to rise up and stand on the word and run with the word of God. Amen. Amen. Don't keep looking for somewhere else for revival. Because if he's in you, you can start revival within your spirit. By seeking God, by praying, by fasting, by standing on his word and deciding not to give up. So let us strip off every weight that slows us down. And my question when I read that was, what is slowing us down? What's slowing us down? Now if you look at an athlete, he or she has to watch what they eat, watch their weight, and they're not interested in their um, person next to them, how fast they're running or slow. They are running their race focused on the finish line. Amen. An athlete is not running and picking his nose. Not kind of looking back. As I said, a lot of us as Christians, we're running forward, but we're looking back. No one can run by looking back because we will crash. So he's saying, keep strip off everything that's holding you back. <clears throat> strip off everything that's holding you back. So I was thinking, what's holding us back in walking in the fullness of God? What's holding me back in walking in all the glory, walking in the finished work of Christ, walking in what God has said before me, because the Bible tells me very clearly in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, amen, no, plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. So what's holding me back in walking in that? Is it my mother? Is it my father? Is it my children? Is it my business? Is it my education? Is it my ethnicity? Is it where I live, the location? Or is it my background? None of those should hold us back. Amen. None of those should hold us back. And I want to put it down to one story on this story in the Bible uh, about a guy who was a military man. He was a commander and his name's, or name was Naaman in 2 Kings. And Naaman was a commander, but this commander was struck down with leprosy. Now leprosy was uh, back in the day in the, read, the Old Testament's ne Testament, leprosy was a punishment from God when people spoke against God. The first case of leprosy was over Miriam, Moses' sister, because she gossiped about Moses. So don't gossip. 
Hello? I was saying the other day, last Sunday, I said, my opinions don't matter to God. Amen. My ideas don't matter to God. God is not moved by my opinions. God is moved by my obedience. Amen. Oh, I wish they did that that way. No, that ain't going to move. We got given power to stand up and pray. Amen. Don't tell God our opinions. <laughs> Just walk in obedience. So this guy, he's a Syrian uh, commander and uh, he's struck with leprosy. And an Israelite slave girl um, uh, tells uh, the, the commander of, of Syria, uh, he says, hey, why don't you go to Israel and there you can be healed. There's a man there, there's a prophet and he can heal you. So this guy packs his bags from Syria, goes to Israel. Now he goes to the king and uh, uh, stands before the king and says, Hey, heal me. The Israelite king now is afraid because he's thinking, Why would Syrian guy come to me and say, Heal me? How can I heal him? I'm giving you a background. And so he's panicking. The Israelite king is panicking because he thought that the Syrian army were going to pick a fight with him. But then Elisha, who was a prophet of God, heard about the king's worries and said to the, sent a note to the king to say, send that Syrian man to me. So the Syrian man now goes in front of Eli Elisha's house and thinking, because he's a man of authority, thinking that Elisha will come out of his house and go, oh, king of, oh, sorry, commander of Syrian army, how great are you, sir, welcome, sir, hello, sir, how are you, sir, two bags full, sir, three bags full, sir, you know, that's what he was expecting to happen, but Elisha sits in his house and sends a note to the Syrian commander to say, go and dip yourself in the river seven times and you will be healed. But by this time, the, king, the, the commander of the Syrian army was so upset. He was upset because he thought, doesn't this prophet know who I am? And so he was so upset. And he goes on to say, are the rivers in Syria not good enough? Are the rivers in Israel better than the rivers in Syria that I have to leave Syria to come to Israel and dip myself and then be healed? This is all nonsense and he gets upset and he's on his way back. And he was about to leave. And then the, lady, the, the woman, uh, the girl that says, or the servant say, why don't you just listen to this guy and just do what he's asking you to do? So, thank God, the Naaman decides to go back to Israel, dips himself in the river seven times, not one time, two times. I want you to imagine this. Imagine, he's already quite upset. He's upset that Elisha was not polite to him. He's upset that Elisha didn't say, good morning, sir. And so one time he dips himself, he's frustrated. He's already frustrated. What's the point in this? Second time he dips himself, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, seventh time. And the Bible teaches number seven is a perfect number. Number seven is perfect in the Bible. And seventh time when he dips himself, he is healed. Praise God for that story. 
Now the reason I shared that story with you today is I am glad this guy threw away his pride. It was his pride that nearly stopped his miracle. It was his pride that nearly made him go back as a leper. But I thank God for that woman or the, 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 the servants who said, please listen to that man of God and go back and do what the man of God is saying and listen to what God is saying and do what, what the word of God says. And the miracle came because he chose to throw off his pride. And I'm saying to us, we cannot run with the gospel. We can't run with all the fire and all the passion and all the, all the word of God that's within us. We can't run with that passion if we do not throw away our pride. I want us to think about why Jesus couldn't heal people in his hometown. Why? Because they said, isn't he the carpenter's son? Familiarity. Oh, that's the carpenter's son. Isn't that JC? You know? The guy that kind of was born and out of wedlock. Oh, Jesus. You know, it's, like, it's like Micah running around. You know, oh, that's just Micah. You know, you see a hole in the wall. Oh, that's just Micah. But what you see in Micah is different to what God sees in Micah. Even Jesus couldn't heal people because of their arrogance and their pride. Jesus can't bring breakthrough because of our arrogance and pride. We can't accumulate stuff that happens in life and expect a breakthrough. We can't accumulate the experiences of life, the, the hurt, the, excuse me, the pain, the anger, the anguish, and then God heal me. God ain't going to heal. We have a choice. He's not going to heal until we choose to let go. It's quiet. And I love this story because in verse 15 of uh, 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 15, this is the testimony of King Naaman, oh, sorry, uh, uh, the commander of Syrian army, Naaman. And he says, this is the testimony, look at this. Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Isn't that good? Yes. This guy didn't have to go to a Bible college for three years. To understand this revelation. We think, oh, I need to do, I need to go to church like seven times in, in one day. Oh, I got to do this, do this. No, you don't have to do anything. You just have to obey the word of God and your spiritual eyes will be open. And then he's, I love his testimony. And he says, there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore... Please take this gift from my servant, from your servant. Anyway, but he says his testimony is, now I know there is a God who is alive and he lives in Israel. So my question to us today is, what's holding you back from running the race? 
Now, you, you, can, you can run the race like this. What happened? Oh, this is, you know, when my, the day I got married, my mother-in-law or my father-in-law, oh, that's why I have this limb. But I'm running the race. But that's not how God designed you to run the race. Yes, God is faithful. God was faithful for the Israelites in the wilderness, but that was not the plan of God for them to walk around for 40 years. God is faithful in our disobedience, but that is not the plan of God. Amen. So what's holding you back? What are you holding you that is slowing you down? Because in Hebrews 2.2 2, it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. I'll share my own testimony. I was 17. I became, I've been, now I've been a Christian for three years. I gave my heart to the Lord 14. I grew up in an Anglican church. I understand Christianity. I understood everything. I understood the scriptures. I had to recite the scriptures. Otherwise, there's no dinner. You know, so I had to learn the scriptures and then bahar them and then repeat them and then they clap and then they feed me like a dog, you know, and uh, went to church. Otherwise, I'll get a smack. Uh, so, but 14, um, I, that's when I actually gave my heart to God. But at the age of um, 16, 17, um, there was this one pastor. There was a, is a church of a few pastors, big church. And so this one pastor, man, no matter what I do, he never liked me. He never liked me. And he was spreading rumors of what he thought that I was doing now, but what I did before I became a Christian. So he never accepted me. So I thought that's his problem. But then he, there was a course of things that he's done. But from 17 till, or 16, yeah, 16 to, because it was in two, year 2000, 16 to tw year 2000, four years I walked with unforgiveness in my heart towards this guy. Four years. I went to church. He went to church. He preached. I sat down. And I sat down like this. I don't listen to him. The thing is, he was living in freedom. But I was living in prison. Because every time I saw him, my, my blood boiled. And I was thinking, if I was God, I would call fire upon him. That he would be like Thanos, you know. Gone. And then I will say, it is well with my soul. I wanted to do that. Four years, every Sunday, I went to God and I said, God, sort him out. And if he was in this line of direction, I would avoid it with all my might and turn around and walk this way. I was a professional in avoiding this guy. Until four years after, in the year 2000, and a God was challenging me and I went to this guy and I said, look, would you forgive me because I'm holding unforgiveness towards you. And this guy has no clue what I'm talking about. That infuriated me even more. <laughs> it did. Because you know what? Letting go is not natural. 
I want to hold on to it because you've hurt my pride. You've upset me, so I want to hold on to it. I have self-respect. I want to hold on to everything that you have done, but the Bible teaches us to let go. It's not easy to let go in the natural, but God wants us to let go and He is willing to help us to let go. Amen. Letting go is supernatural. It's not natural. I'm talking as a testimony. I couldn't let go of this guy. What he's done to me in the natural, I had to do it out of prayer. I had to forgive him and the Holy Spirit had to teach me to let go of that baggage called unforgiveness. So letting go and throwing it off is not natural, it's supernatural. Forgiving people is not natural. If it is not natural, it's easy. You upset me, I go, ah, I forgive you, Rupert, because I'm such a good guy. <laughs> if it's natural, I don't need God. Come on. Forgiving people is supernatural. Forgiving myself is supernatural. That's another one. God has already wiped off your sins. Please don't go back to the vomit and then smear it all over you again. It's scriptural. The Bible says the dog goes back to its what? If you're Indian, you say vomit. Our V's, our W's, our W's, our V's. There you go. We say vomit. The dog will go back to it is vomit. So please don't go back to your vomit. If the Son of God has set you free, my friend, please forgive yourself. He set you free. He's washed you, cleansed you. It's like He looks at you and goes, you are clean. But you keep going back to the vomit and go, I'm not clean. He set you free. Amen. You are qualified to run this race. You're qualified to run the race God has put before you. I was talking to somebody on the phone. It was Dan Ogle. And Dan apparently was reading a book. And he said, oh Peter, look, guess a quote that I read in a book. I said, what is it? He said, God is not interested in our happiness. God is interested in our holiness. Amen. But we're like little children. We go, God, if you give me this, I will praise you. If you don't give me this, I will throw a tantrum. I don't want to talk to you, God. Guess who's winning when you don't talk to God? The devil. Guess who's winning when you're angry at God? The devil. Guess who is losing? You. Because you're jeopardizing your future just because of what happened in the past. And yet we say this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. We can quote the scripture but to live it is supernatural. I know this is only a second Sunday for us in the new year. 
But I read this, I said, what are those things that hinder you or me from running this race well? Unforgiveness, bitterness, shame, rejection, offense, lust, greed, envy, deceit, insecurity, fear, doubt, indifferent spirit, apathy, and false BS, belief system. That woke some of you up. I thought you were Christians. Our belief systems are important. And these are some of the things that can hold us back. And I want to say, then we project it on other people. And, and I said last Sunday, I was saying, I said, the key for, to be joyful is being thankful. Amen. The key to be joyful is to be thankful. And I thank God that I am cleansed. I thank God that I'm purified. I thank God that I have been washed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I thank God that when the enemy looks at me, he may look at me uh, with whatever ideas he may have. But when God looks at me, he looks at me as his son, as his, as his priest, and he set me free. Amen. So we are faced with a choice, my friend. We're faced with this choice. God is calling us to run this race, but not by carrying weight on us, but he's saying strip up, strip down, throw away, throw it off, everything that's holding you back so that you can run in freedom. Not with doubt, not with anxiety, not with fear, not with unforgiveness, not with anger, not with depression, not with, not with whatever the world is throwing. We have the power in God. And if you're feeling anxious, take authority in Jesus' name over the spirit of anxiety. Don't create a home for spirit of anxiety in your heart. Come on. Don't create a home and then start buy furniture for the spirit of anxiety. Where you put a little couch there and you sit. And you go. <laughs> I'm talking this not because I've mastered it. I'm talking this because I am saying it. Because I pray that over myself. That I don't want to go Harvey Norman buying furniture for spirit of anxiety. This bed looks nice. Because the doctor said, I am depressed. So, let's go buy furniture for the house called depression. I have anger problems, anger management. Oh, okay, I'm an angry man. Let me go to Harvey Norman and buy an angry furniture. If I'm angry, I might as well live in that anger. We, we subconsciously live like that. I'm exaggerating, but we subconsciously live like that. But you have the power to take authority. You do, not me. You do over your problems. Amen. Waves and wind still know his name. We sang that. Every spirit that attacks you knows the name of Jesus. 
And when you speak against that spirit in Jesus' name, that spirit has to flee. May it be lust, may it be guilt, may it be uh, addiction, whatever the addiction, gambling, alcohol, whatever the addictions are, maybe it's unforgiveness. You have the power to uproot that. You have a choice to go and look at that mountain and speak to it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You don't need to live with that mountain in your life. You don't need to live with the definition of what people say about you. It's been cut off by the blood of Jesus. You are qualified to run this race. So run it with freedom. Run it with joy. Wherever you go, take the kingdom of God with you. Because where you go, God is going with you. Amen. So where I want to go, God, I want to deposit something that you've deposited in me wherever I go. Whoever I meet, whether he's a Christian or not, I will be who you call me to be. But I'm not going to lie to myself. Uh, but in life, things happen. People are the same. That is true. People are the same. But God can change people. God can change people. God can transform people. I wish I can tell you some stories here this morning. But God is doing something as we pray. Amen. Keep praying. Your power is when you pray. Keep praying. Don't give up praying. We heard about Trey. I was actually joking with Joseph. I said, Joseph, I don't know if Trey is going to come to Jesus. He goes, Pastor Peter, don't say that. He will come to Jesus. I was provoking him to pray more. But finally, the guy gave his heart to the Lord. What I'm trying to say is people will change. We serve a God who is the Lord of the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. He's not going to take a few little five fruit and go, this is the harvest, yay. No, when he's going to come back, the nations will bow before him. Those people that you didn't think will come to God, will come to God. He will surprise you. Why? Because He is an almighty God. That when we pray, God moves. So you can throw those things off you face with a choice. You can change the future by letting go. Paul writes in Philippians 3.13, But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. This one thing I do, God. Yes, they have misunderstood me. Yes, they've called me names. But my eyes are set on you. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. Yes, Lord, I've experienced disappointment in searching for a job. Yes, I've experienced disappointment in running my business. Yes, I've experienced disappointment in my own family. That they have deceived me. 
that they have robbed from me. But yet, one thing I do is move forward. You have a choice today. 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 You have a choice today to let go of that anger. Let go of that hurt. Let go of that shame. Let go of that pain. Let go of that disappointment. Maybe your own mother disappointed you or your own father disappointed you. You have a choice to let go just because of what they've done. Why do you want to ruin your life? Let go. Let go of that pain. Let go of that struggle. Let go of that fear. Let go out of, the, of that insecurity. Let go of those spirits that are tormenting you by standing on the word of God. Because you're the head and not the tail. Amen. And you can let go of this with God's help. Can I have the worship team? Can I have the keys, please? You can help, let go of this by, with God's help. I can't do this in my strength. I can't. Neither can you. But you can and I can with Christ. Because the Bible says with Christ all things are possible. And as Paul wrote to the church at Philippines, he, uh, Philippi, he said, um, I can do all things through who? Who strengthens me? I can do all things. I can let go of that secret that I've not told, told anyone. I can let go of that spirit that is tormenting me. I can let go of those things that are holding me back. I can let go that spirit of anger, the spirit of disappointment, the spirit of shame, the spirit of guilt, the spirit of condemnation. I can let go of that. You can let go of that. And we have a choice today. If you believe that today is the day the Lord has made. If you truly believe that, that today, 15th of Jan? Yes, 15th of Jan, 2023 is made by the Lord. If you believe today is the day the Lord has made, then you have a choice to make. Either you can rejoice or you can leave the way you've come. Holy Spirit, come. God, give us courage. Give us boldness. Give us strength to let go.
to throw it off. To throw my stinking thinking. To throw those thoughts that trigger anxiety. Those thoughts that trigger anger. Sadness. I want to throw it off. In the name of Jesus. God, we want to walk in freedom in 2023. Oh God, open our eyes to see. Holy Spirit, help me to see the way you see me. deceived this word is not just for young people this is a word for everybody for years and years we've been hiding things in our lives it is time to throw it off strip those things that are holding you behind 